Welcome back for another episode of our podcast at Refuge Church, where we've been having a discussion uh, really for over a year now of just trying to walk with Jesus, try to be uh, in relationship with him. What does really discipleship looks like? You, maybe you've been going to church a long time. Maybe you're new to it and you hear a lot of religious uh, language or uh, comments and and it sounds almost like uh, something we talk about, but we actually don't do it. <laughs> there isn't this transformational uh, lifestyle that really goes beyond just the talk into actually uh, living as we are walking with Jesus and, and being more like him. And so we've been trying to have that and, and in a lot of different varieties. And we've been really focusing on the, the concept of forgiveness. Uh, the fact is that God forgives us. The fact that we have to forgive ourselves. Um, the fact now t- in this episode, we want to talk about actually forgiving others. Uh, and we're realizing that there's a real difficulty in this and a real sensitivity to that. But before I jump into that, I just again want to introduce everybody. I'm Pastor Dan Hertzler, the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA, and uh, with me always are these two guys. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And uh, these guys are kind of helping it along in the discussion and sharing some insights. But uh, the, the sensitive part about this is we realize that when we start talking about forgiveness, there is a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. Um, the reality is that uh, every one of us has been wronged, offended. Uh, we've been sinned against at some point. And uh, that doesn't mean that mine is unequal as yours or yours is this or that. It just means it's a reality that we've all been at. Now, the varying degrees of that can really uh, bring up a lot of emotion and a lot of pain and a lot of wounds that Uh, could be real. And so uh, we want to really make sure that you, as you're listening to this, there might be needing a lot more counseling, uh, a lot more conversation, a lot more um, just dialogue that is needed than just what we can present on this podcast. This podcast is designed and we're purposeful and we try really hard not to try to answer everything or try to solve everything within the 30 minute window or 25 minute window we have because that's just unrealistic and i don't want to give you that false hope but we want to open up dialogues and discussions this might be a starting point for you and you might need to reach out to some professional counseling reach out to uh, someone at your church uh, reach out to someone you trust and and start something even deeper than what this podcast can offer. But hopefully we can take what we talk about, maybe you hear at in church or somewhere, and and we can put it into an everyday uh, experience or conversation that can actually mean something to you, that that you can actually believe that you can forgive others. Um, Now, for me and for someone like myself, uh, I hear that phrase and I just nod my head all the time and say, oh, yeah, 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 we've got to forgive others. But I don't know if I actually believe it because there's times where I hold back forgiveness. There's times where I don't want to forgive others, even though Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as Christ God forgave us or forgave you. And he says in Colossians chapter 3, Bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Those are two very clear commands that this isn't really an option. <laughs> I don't know if I had to, you know, pause for myself there or pause for uh, all of us here. It's not really an option. 
we don't really have the, the choice or the power to say, well, let me decide who deserves that and who doesn't. Because what Paul's saying is that we are to forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven us. Uh, Mike, just when you hear that, and did you think about the idea, do we have the option? Do we have the ability to choose? Uh, what does it really mean in that sense to forgive one another? Like what, what thoughts, what ideas come to your mind? Uh, none that I really like. Um, yeah, because it is, uh, and again, with the, all the context of, of, um, you know, validating, you know, people's experiences that, that they've walked through that have not always been, um, ideal. Um, and again, even just reemphasizing that with this, this charge to forgive, it's, it's not always charging you to reconcile with someone. Right. Um, but really going into even what you just, what you just referenced, it's God's not asking us to do something that he's not doing himself. And I think that for me is quite compelling. Um, because God forgives, not just me, but so many more. So it's, it's so exponentially beyond even mm. just me that it's, laughable it's outrageous and 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 the the way that he goes about his forgiveness and the reality that he is reconciling with the amount of saints that he is um but i think it's also interesting uh that jesus um fulfills the law and it's through his atoning work that that we're saved but he um he get like he told us to if we love him to obey everything that he commanded, which you can kind of take, mm. you know, yeah. but in the midst of that though, in terms of his ministry, the, uh, there were only a handful of things that he explicitly said to do outside of, you know, mm. love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. And that was to pray mm. and to forgive. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's worth mentioning because he thought that it was worth mentioning. Yeah. And so like enough so that he said, this is something that is like, important you need to do this and he had different parables that talked about it and so like this is a this is a core aspect of who we are and i'd go so far as to say even from the idea of christianity this is at the very core of what we believe yeah. Yeah. if you look at different religions and other things like that that's kind of what drives me a little nuts about how all roads lead to heaven because they really don't right um it's not the same message yeah right and and other as far as i am aware this is the only world religion that has stood the test of time that involves forgiveness and at times reconciliation, yeah. uh, like a, a path to restoration yeah. for people who have made mistakes and who have been people mm -hmm. and, and broken and everything. Um, it's not about going after the ignorant, even though sometimes the church has a history of getting that wrong. Yep. In terms of the core tenets and everything, forgiveness is really at the heart of a lot of that. And, and if we could really embody that, I think that really helps us take the mission of the yeah. church out because it's, I'm not looking at what people have done to me and said about me, but I'm, I'm looking at what God has done for me and yeah. said about me and now how you need that in your life. Yeah.
And, and, and again, you know, as you're saying there, we're not saying that the minute an offense takes place, the next minute you need to forgive. There might be a a process in that there might be working through the emotions, the feelings, there might be working through uh, healthy boundaries that need to be set up. There are still consequences for actions and forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. As we mentioned already, forgiveness is not returning back to what was before because there are real consequences for that. But what we're saying is that the trajectory where we're heading is towards forgiving others and and moving in that direction. And and what you pointed out, I think is really cool because a lot of times, um, at least I know for me growing up in Christianity, it was always like, um, well, I always had to make excuses for, well, you know, uh, we're suffering here, but it's going to be better in heaven. We're suffering here. It's going to be better in heaven. And I, I kept always that mindset, like we're always losing, always losing, always losing. And it's going, going to be better someday. And there is some really truth to that it, because that's what Paul does say that, you know, the sufferings now aren't compared to the glory to come, mm-hmm. but there's some real benefits to Christianity right here, right yeah. now. And one of those is we do offer a pathway of second chances. We do offer a pathway of healing. We do offer yeah. a pathway of restoration where you look at, uh, again, uh, where our culture's heading and, and, and almost into this, um, you know, secularism that that word's been thrown around, but, it, but real secularism where right. most people are choosing not to be associated with church or not believe in God. And what that is causing is a, a, just another form of a religion where if you don't abide by their rules or their way, they're going to cancel you or they're going to, they're going to, they're going to deem you not worthy. And then there is no pathway back. There is no forgiveness. It's it's amazing how the world doesn't want to be religious, but they, they are religious. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you bring that up because, um, I could be very wrong about this and I tend to live under a rock. So feel free to correct (laughs) me, but I I know that in the extremes, cancel culture is very alive and well. Mm -hmm. However, I think, and, and I'm gleaning this just on some different documentaries and things like that that I've been watching and just, it's an observation, but I think that we're at the early stages of even seeing in culture a dissatisfaction with yeah. being canceled mm-hmm. or canceling someone. There's certainly a fear of being canceled, yeah. but I think that at large people are starting to see this isn't this isn't a good thing and they don't know how to maybe articulate that and they don't know what to do with that. But I think it's so striking because if anything, that almost then speaks to forgiveness as like just even an aspect of like core humanity, like that we were designed and wired to forgive, which is wild to think Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of my premises of belief that, uh, and why I don't overreact a lot of times when something wild happens in culture or something goes on or, you know, I don't freak out on those things uh, because I know that a society that turns its back on God eventually will, will collapse on itself. Right. Will eventually or eat itself, back. will eventually right. chaotic. I mean, it, it's like a bunch of trains running around with no conductor and mm-hmm. they're eventually going to crash. And so, yeah. um, you know until God puts me in charge <laughs> to be, to be everything. I don't sit back and try to be in charge. I just say, okay, God, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm going to, I'm going to do what you call me to do. And, and that's one of the things we have as believers right now. One of the powers we have is that if we just live out what God has told us, mm. 
and not worry about what the world's doing or not worry about what's happening around us. We just, we just live out. Then we actually do become, I think, salt and light. Because if we actually live out forgiveness, if we actually actively do that, somebody offends us and we don't hold that against them or we trust God, this is where we'll get to. Yeah. Really, when you forgive others, you are trusting God hmm. that, that God will handle the offense or that God will hold them accountable or that God, as Mike, you said, uh, you know, someone's offended God too. And God is a holy God. God is a just God. God will, will not turn a blind eye to that. And so our forgiving others is actually a, a, an act of worship. Mm. It's an act of trust. Mm-hmm. It's an act of our, of our faith and belief that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And I can let that go from what I have to hold on to. Yeah. When we do that in a society, at your workplace, in your families, neighborhoods, even as a culture as large, it, it's so contrary that it stands out in a way that testifies to, to the goodness of God. Ryan, what's, what's your thought as we've been talking a little bit here? You know, as I was driving over, it just, it just really struck me that, that God's will is seriously always for forgiveness. You know, it's, it's just wild. Like, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, God, what, what's your will in this situation? Well, it it really is to forgive, you know, and just thinking like that sounds awesome. It's, it can sometimes be a whole lot harder than it seems on paper. Like that's a great idea until you're there in the thick of it. And it's like, Hmm, it sounded a lot better till it happened to me or, you know, or, you know, you're, you're just in this, this space, but but I just really felt like, too, there is this part of forgiveness that it's like, you know, real world situation for me. I'll spare the details. But, you know, basically, you know, someone had stolen money from me and I was really wrestling with that for a while. And like, you know, I'm trying to find this guy, yeah. you know, basically be like a private investigator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what is the end of this? Like, you know, like I need to just forgive him and move on, you know, and just, you know, um, just, it just felt like what I was doing was not healthy. Yeah. And it was funny. Like I actually just prayed about it, just surrendered it to God. And I kid you not, the guy calls me Hmm. who, who stole this money from me. Yeah. And he was just so beside himself. Like, I feel so, I can't believe I did this to you. I feel so guilty. You know, like, And, and it was just like, by the grace of God, you know, I felt like in that moment, I just was like, Hey, I forgive you. Mm. And it was just like, I felt so joyful and so happy (laughs) in this. And it just like, for me, I'm thinking if this is just a glimpse of the delight that God has in showing us mercy and forgiveness, I can't even begin to fathom like his heart when we wrong him, he says, I forgive you. Yeah. You know, and the thing never was really, there was no reconciliation, you know, yeah. the guy still has my money, but it was just like, (laughs) you know what, God, you are so good. I'm not even, (laughs) you know, it felt like I had to forgive him multiple times after that because it kept creeping up, you know, where it's like, okay, Lord, I want this to truly be lasting, you know, and Praise God. I feel like at this point it is. And, you know, I, 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 I pray a blessing over that guy, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and to me, what I walked away with was sure. It was probably me being dumb, you know, I didn't have to be in that situation, but 
God is faithful. And it was really cool just to, just to get this glimpse of, I feel like God's purpose and his delight and his commission for us to forgive others. You know, it doesn't make sense to the world. And I think that's what really testifies Jesus has come. Yeah. And, and that's really where we want to kind of make this be, um, because again, there, we, we recognize, uh, you know, as we're talking and, and you're listening, we, we don't know everyone's situations. There, there, there are people that are listening that maybe their spouse cheated on them. Uh, maybe someone stole money. Uh, we know statistically the, uh, amount of, uh, people that have been abused is, is real. Uh, that might be some of the stuff that is hitting right now. And so we're not taking that lightly just to say, Oh, you got to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. But we want you to see that the pathway towards forgiveness is really, uh, a a pathway towards worship and, uh, about God's goodness in your life. And, And, and I know that at first, Man, that don't, they don't just seem to be the same pathway. <laughs> you, you know, Pastor, you, you, you're talking about some kind of pie-in-the-sky mentality, or you're talking about some kind of unrealistic reality. You don't know what I've been through. You don't, but, but I just want to encourage you that as you think about being able to, to forgive um, or the pathway towards that as a reflection of what God has given to you, because that's what Paul said in both of these passages is that, as the Lord forgave you, that, that you're using that as your basis for what you're going to do, not the circumstances you find yourself in, not the, the, the moralistic, uh, you know, I, I, I've got to do this on the outward type of thing or, or, or anything that I've been told by people around me, but you're using the basis of what you believe in forgiveness on the foundation of the forgiveness given to you is now an act of worship. That's really what it is. That when Paul said in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, therefore, now that, now that all this is true, uh, be a living sacrifice, that, that you are a living sacrifice. Renew your mind, transform your mind so you're not conformed by the world. You, you don't, we don't live by the world standard. We don't go, uh, someone slapped me on the, on the cheek, therefore I need to slap them on the cheek. We, we, that's the world standard. We live by a new order, a new orientation of thought, and that is that of what did Christ do? How did Christ live? Uh, what was he teaching and leading and, and demonstrating to the, to the nature and the character of our God and our Savior? And if that's what he is doing, and if I am to walk in him, if I am to follow him, then I need to go in this, this direction. And I need to do that as an act of worship in the goodness of God. So, you know, uh, you know Mike, just, you know, what do you seek that as forgiveness as an act of worship? or in the goodness of God, like what, what processes your mind? What, what goes through your thoughts in that? Yeah. Um, so the way that I think about worship is that we tend to, in the West have, um, a very small view of it. We tend to think that it's when we come to church and we sing and I would call that praise. I'd classify that as praise. And I would say that all praise is worship, but not all worship is praise. And that's how, for me, I find like a congruency in what it is that you're saying. And um, I would say that to worship is 
uh, essentially as the Westminster Catechism says, um, to paraphrase, it's, it's the chief end of man is to, to glorify God. And I think we glorify God by reflecting his character and who he is to the creation around us and simultaneously um, reflecting creation um, or at least creation as it's supposed to be back to him, uh, sometimes in praise. And when you think about how God forgives, that can feel hard sometimes because there are moments, especially when you're at a low point and you need to forgive somebody that you're going to feel alone. And sometimes it can almost feel like, God, where are you? And so it's not always comforting knowing that God forgives, right? It can feel a little superficial, but I find encouragement knowing that there are other believers like y'all and even myself sometimes where like forgiveness is that ongoing process. And I think the more that we do it, and the more that we make that a practice and a habit in our life, then we can come to that place of even delighting in it. That's when we can really do it from a sense of worship because we're doing it freely. We're doing it from the depths of our soul because we know who we were created to be. And that's mm-hmm. people that glorify God. And part of how we do that is by forgiving other people around us. Also just recognizing that like there are people, even the ones that are saved, but people that aren't saved who, even if they've been presented with the gospel, have absolutely no idea of the human condition. I mean, they do Romans talks about that, but like they're just as, but no one wants to be in this mess. If, if, if we could do it all over, like nobody wants to be in this situation. And, and yet we're all sitting here facing that same reality. And so being able to have that grace and that mercy and to say, yeah, I get it. And there, but by the grace of God, go, I, even though I don't understand how you could do that thing. I think God looks at that and says, well done, good and faithful mm-hmm. servant, which isn't why we do it, but like, yeah. yeah. And I, I just think too, like, you know, you see the first mention of worship in, in the Bible is Genesis with, you know, Abraham called to sacrifice Isaac, you know, and there's a cost. And I think like, just think of the yeah. cost that Jesus had to pay so that we could be forgiven. Right. Who are we to think that we're exempt from this cost? You know, it's costly even for us, you know, but that is the worship, you know, I think that the Lord is looking for. It costs us something. But in that, we're saying, but Lord, you are everything. Yeah. And I mean, and, and Keller said it really, really well in his one book where he said, you know, if there's anyone who deserved a good life just based on merit alone and who they were and how they interacted with everyone around them, it was Jesus of Nazareth. And yet he did not get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, those, those are, are uh, hard, hard things for us to uh, really get our minds around sometimes. And we know some of you listening might be, this might be really hard right now yeah. to get your mind around it. And that's okay. Um, it's hard for us too. Yeah. And we just want you to start getting your mind around it, start moving in maybe that direction. Um, you know, it's so natural and easy for us to look inward. Woe is me, or this happened to me, or, um, you know, uh, my life is this compared to other lives. And, um, 
that doesn't take away from the things that have happened, but it can lead you down a path that, that isn't going to find what you're looking for, isn't going to find that, that healing, that restoration, that um, uh, just really the, the freedom that can come when we uh, forgive others and then trust God in that. And so uh, the more that we can encourage that, the, the more we will. And, and we realize, again, we're not wrapping this up, but we're beginning this. And so if we can help in any way, we would love to do that. We're info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, we will just you know, just pray for you, or if we can answer any questions, we'd love to do that. Uh, we hope that you continue on with us in this journey of talking about it. Uh, as Mike said, we haven't arrived. We're still figuring it out ourselves, but uh, we know that uh, our God is a God that freely grants forgiveness. And those that come to him, uh, he is faithful and just to that. And so let us be the ones to then demonstrate the same like-mindedness in giving and granting forgiveness to others. 